Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. We are so excited that you are listening in today, no matter where you are, if you're in your car, if you're in your room, if you are, I don't even know, the library studying. Thank you for picking this podcast episode, hitting play and hanging out with us for the next bit. I'm back. I got Ken's here. Hello. Like hello. What's up, <laughs> Ken's? You look sleepy today. Are you awake over there? I'm cozy. I'm in my cozy vibes. And before this, actually, as we were getting on the podcast, I had my hood up, but I couldn't keep my you- hood up with the <laughs> with the uh, earphones. The yeah, the headphones. Yeah. Your eyes just look squinty. You look sleepy. I'm not. I got a lot of caffeine in me. Oh, nice. I'm ready awesome. to go. She's ready to go. She's ready to go. All right. Well, today's episode is for the girl who's scared she might be depressed. And I think we have a really powerful conversation ahead of us. But before that, we wanted to jump into this week's top three, just three random things that we wanted to discuss with the for the girl fam that are a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more fun, a little bit of time for Ken's and I just to warm up the talking muscles in us, you know? I like this. It helps yes. me be a better podcaster. That's true. You just chat it up. I thought to myself earlier this week that I need to like save some things for this podcast. Like I feel like we just like talk to each other all the time and then I don't get the shock factor of certain talking points. Should we not talk for a week and and just see <laughs> how good the podcast is? <laughs> yeah, it probably would level up because the amount of times we call each other with like some something crazy some revelation or something like that is like insane so then we leave just random stuff for the podcast but anyways okay so the first thing I want to talk to you about is um why you're dressed up today why are you looking so good speaking of my cozy vibes now (laughs) let's hear about your vibes (laughs) Well, I am going to lunch with my dad today. We go to lunch every Thursday. You know that. And I don't know. I just like was already halfway there. And so I just like finished finished the job of getting ready. You know? (laughs) I don't know. I have no reason. Are you going to put your hair? Okay, 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 cool. Um, I wanted to point out to the listeners how I copied the top you're wearing but how it's like extremely cropped on me. And I don't know how you're pulling this cropped top off. You gotta wear a high skirt. That's what I'm wearing it with. It's a high skirt. Uh, You see no skin. Yeah. I know. I'm a a fashion genius. (laughs) (laughs) You honestly are. You're always finding the good deals. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Well, I like the look. You're looking great. You're really outshining me today on the podcast. But, you know, I'm feeling I rebuke that. Whatever. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about, I told you yesterday, I'm starting to drink whole milk. Like, real cow's milk. Oh, this is fake news. You should have saved this podcast. 
We did talk well, about I this wanna yesterday. Know, yeah, so I want to know, like, your actual thoughts. Like, are you going to get behind it? Are you not about it? Do you not like the taste of it? Like, what do you think about mm-hmm. the whole milk situation? Okay, so I think whole milk is incredible. It's obviously the far and superior best milk, 100%. I will say every time that I drink milk, it really hurts my stomach. But I I haven't tried in a while, Mm. so I need to try it because I could definitely get behind this. Obviously, you know I could. Like my sister, my sister is healthy all the way, but she drinks, they drink whole milk in her house. And uh, like all her coffee she gets, she gets just regular good old whole milk. And I respect that a lot. And I really do hear, there's this one mom, uh, she's like a really cool mom that I know and she told me one time that she's like yep we drink everything whole milk we don't do anything like you know it's actually the best if you're drinking milk it's actually the best for you and I was like okay I could get behind that I like that that's the best for you but I'm afraid yeah you're just nervous if it's gonna run right through you yes I'm really sensitive that like my stomach really hurts but it has been a couple years like I literally haven't had real milk in a couple years so it might it might be okay. You might come back. Well, I how did it go that, for like, you yesterday? Tell the people you drank you drank a whole milk chai <laughs> latte, people. right? Right? <laughs> how did it go? Well, actually, I just like started, so I I agree. Like sometimes whole milk in the past has upset my stomach, so I'm like a little nervous about it, but. I'm taking it in small increments, so I had like well, only a little bit of the chai, oh. and I was fine. So. Things are looking okay. great, though. But Things I need to, like, good. probably, like, I need to dive all the way in. But I really want to get, like, the good stuff. Like, go to the farmer's market and get the yeah. stuff, like, straight from the nipple. So Straight from the nipple. That's I my love that. Yeah. I mean, also, I do – I am curious about this, though. Because, like, if you're, you're trying to do it as, like, a health decision, right? Or is it also just because you like the yeah. taste of whole milk better? Well, both. Both, of course. Okay. Because I was going to say, if you really wanted to get serious about it, you could also just make your own almond milk and things like that. And then that would be really healthy, too. Yeah, I actually thought about that. Yeah, that's a, that's like a good alternative. Like if dairy ends up hurting my stomach, I might go that route. Because the reason why I was like, oh, I might try this out is just because I heard that process like almond milk and oat milk are like, they have like really a bunch of seed great. oil, which is like bad yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, they actually have a, uh, um, yeah. a machine that does it now. It's called like the something cow or something, the almond cow. And it's like this. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to get the like bag. Because I don't know if anybody's ever made their own almond milk, but you have to get the like cheesecloth bag and it's kind of a lot of work. But this one, you literally just put like your almonds or your cashews or your oats, whatever. And then you literally put in water and you like press a button and then it makes the almond milk for you. So that seems like a gadget you and Josh could get behind. Yeah. Oh, Josh is like full send the whole, whole milk at this point, which oh. is great. But well, because I think it could be even better. Like, I don't know the vitamins and stuff, but I don't know enough. It's got to be straight from the nipple is all I know. But straight from the nipple. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for I'm it. I'm cringing at this whole conversation. I'm sorry that y'all had to listen okay. to that. No, it's a good <laughs> one. We might change everybody over Goodbye, oat milk trends. Here comes the real cow stuff. So, <laughs> um, 
I think you should do some scientific okay. research behind this and let us know next week on the podcast. Like, okay. is it my last thing? Okay, you ready for my last thing? We're moving on. Yes, I'm ready. Okay, on the same point of conversation, this might not connect, but I kind of heard that the seed oils affect like your, um, what do you say? Like your, your, Fertility? Ovulating, yeah, fertility situation. And so I feel like it's time to like clean out our bodies and do the thing right. And then I wanted to open up the conversation about children. So because okay. I, I feel like a couple months ago we were like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was like, I'm definitely going to try to have kids in the fall. And I remember coming home and telling Josh, I was like, babe, or maybe you said, you're like, she told everybody on the podcast she's going to have kids in the fall. And then he was like, whoa, really? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So anyways, I feel like we need to like readjust the situation. So I'll talk first. But we're getting close to the fall. So yeah, we're getting close to the fall. We always said in two, like when we hit our two-year anniversary, that we would consider trying to have children. Um, and so that's about to happen in September, September, the Labor Day weekend. So I think, I think as of now, we're going to take away protection, but not like try. So that's where we're at. So that means it probably will take a while because you're not like actually like trying to Tracking. trying to do the thing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's our update. So it's not really exciting. You're probably going to see nothing soon. And that's about all. So I'm really honestly holding out, though. Like, I will start being strategic about this thing once Matt comes around. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a prayer for us. Say a prayer. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Wow. Well, this is going to be an exciting few months. I'm pumped. So are you not going to talk about where you're at or what? Well, mine, I feel like I think I said this thing the last time, but... We just got married. We're not even four months in. (laughs) So we are not in a rush, but we always say that we want to have the conversation at one year because at one year I'm going to be 30. So, you know, I, we, I want to have a lot of kids. So like want to, want to get rolling if we can. But, uh, I think at one year we'll have the conversation and see where we're at. I'm hoping the conversation is we're ready. But maybe not. We'll see. But I will say sometimes I, I just come around recently. I don't know if this happens for you, but it, it's really been like in the last week or so. Sometimes I just look at Tyler and I think, yeah, I'm glad that I'm going to have his babies. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's I seriously good. have had that thought this week. Like, I'm like, yep, that's going to be good. That's good. I'm excited oh. for that. So I love that for you. My thoughts are more like, oh my gosh, he's got to get whipped into shape before he gets has children. Those you are know, thoughts going through my mind. But your mom and I had a really funny conversation just the other day about you having babies, and I really enjoyed it. And I haven't told you about it. So <laughs> we were talking. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I already I know like, this conversation. Did she tell you? I no, mean, every time that I'm like, oh my gosh. 
I'm going to have start to have kids. She's like, I can't believe your kids are going to be wild or something. Yeah. Like so I was like, Diana, are you ready to be a grandmother? Like, are you like excited? Are you the one that's like, have babies? And she was like, no, we love our life. We are loving it. We love retirement. And she said, and you know, Kent's like the moment that she has babies, she's like, I'm going to have to be there all the time because Ken's with a baby. She's like, I'm worried. I'm nervous. I don't understand. I don't know how it's going to go. And I said, I was like, (laughs) oh, Diana, I'm with you. I said, I hope I just want to be there for the pure entertainment value of Ken's and babies. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, it's gonna be. She has no hope in me. I'm like, come on, mom, come on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something good, right? And she's like, God, I don't know about that. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, But same with Josh. I'm like, Josh, like, just the other day, he thinks that the drying rack for dishes is just like storage. Like he just like (laughs) thinks that's just like that's where they go. And I swear, I put that stuff away, like every single time it's in there. So I've been already starting to train him. I'm like, babe, like, here's the thing. I can do it now, but when the babies come, our hands are going to be full. You need to start learning how to, like, take initiative on your own when it comes to household projects. So actually, the reality is, is he's, like, really in training right now, and he needs some more time. So he needs some more time. He's going to be a good dad, but when it comes to cleanliness, I'm scared of this. See, my husband is the opposite. Tyler has taught me not to use the dishwasher. Like there are only certain dishes that are allowed to go in the dishwasher. And then there are the dishes that you Mm. wash and you dry, like you dry them and put them away. They do not go into the dishwasher because that would take up too much space. Therefore, it'd be a waste of water. So he is a drying machine. Wow. He's actually really awesome in the dish area of life. It's one of his in the things. Area, yeah. I can send Josh to him for some training. Yeah, please, please. I yeah. need to have like a Zoom call training about how to do the dishes. So he is a hand washer. Fine. Get it nice and clean, and you shake out the water. He always he always tells me that I I'm a hot mess when I wash <laughs> dishes. It's everywhere, and he oh is very particular. Uh, literally, I'm just sitting here thinking, Josh literally puts bowls right side up in the drying rack <laughs> like and the water is just like puddling at the bottom of the wall. I'm like babe no let me show like the amount of like uneducated he is I'm like what like this means like it's wow when I say training like we're at step yeah one. We're at step and one. you know when you have a baby like the bottles thing is craziness and the pumps that like takes over that drying rack. So you guys need to make space now. <laughs> you do? I know. I know. Wow. It's like kids are fun and exciting, but I can wait a second. So yeah, there, there's, yeah. the, there's the scoop, guys. I hope you're <laughs> – we'll, we'll keep you in the loop. Hey. But maybe not like to the details. Like, you know, I'm trying not to be that girl who's like, today we did the thing and I don't know what's going to happen next. We don't want to know that. We don't want to know that. It's not going to get that far, guys. I'm just letting you know now. So that might be a relief for some people, but that might be uh, that might be really disappointing for others. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love, I'm happy you're paving the way for us. You are going first in the For the Girl family. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. But for who knows what it, what's going to happen? Okay. Wow. Guys, we talked about whole milk and preparation for 
babies, which is our next conversation. And we also covered something random at the beginning. Oh, clothing items. So, okay. Wow. This is exciting. We are well into this episode and we are so excited for it. Uh, we're going to be talking to the girl who feels like she might be depressed right now. And honestly, we are kind of changing our tone because this is so real and can be really, really hard. And so we're excited to speak life into you and to pour into you in the season of life. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So we are talking today to the girl who has maybe just been going through a really hard time. And perhaps you've just had these like little thoughts in the back of your head of like, oh my goodness, things feel off. Things feel different. It's so much harder to find joy than it used to be. And maybe you've even just been wondering like, am I walking through a season of depression? Is this something more than just like a rough season or something more than just like a bad few weeks? Like maybe I'm actually walking through something more serious. And um, I know for myself, like I've definitely been there before. There have been some seasons where uh, I just can't shake something. Like I I was actually reading back through my journals uh, for like a year or two post-college and every journal entry was like, God, I don't know what's wrong with me, but like, I feel so lonely. I feel so afraid. I feel so alone. I feel so sad. Like it's hard to get out of bed in the morning, like so many different things. And, and although I'm not sure if it was actually to the point of total depression, like it was just a really hard season. And sometimes I think those, those fears in the back of your head can turn into shame really quickly. And so we just wanted to start off this podcast episode of saying like, if you clicked on this, if you're listening to this, it's, it's probably because like you could relate to the title and, and you wanted some encouragement and you wanted to be seen in this. And so first things we just want to say is like, there is nothing to be ashamed of. If you are walking through something really hard and it's hard to get out of bed in the morning and you've been feeling just like really down, it is not your fault. And I just believe that like oftentimes we can just like kind of go into ourselves and be like, nobody can relate, nobody can understand. And sometimes as Christians, I think we can be like ashamed of, of like, oh, like I must not be trusting God enough or I must not be like turning to him enough. And I just believe that that's just a lie of the enemy, um, to keep you in it, to like keep you in the pits rather than what I believe, like bringing that to the light and and really sharing that with your trusted circle of people and just saying, Hey guys, this is how I've been feeling. This is where I am. I don't want to stay here. Can, can you help me? I think there's something really, really beautiful about reaching out for help. And so we just want to encourage you, like, again, nothing to be ashamed of, but also like, this is serious. And, and we ask that even like beyond this podcast episode, cause we're so excited you're here and you're listening and, and, uh, that we can share just some pieces of advice and encouragement that, that also like you would reach out for help. Uh, someone who is more than just like a, a friend who like, is like, you got it. Great. But someone who is a challenger in your life, someone who is going to like continue to check up on you, continue to make sure that you're doing okay, continue to push you towards the things that are really good and healthy and nourishing in your life. Like you do not have to do this alone. We ask that you would tell a parent or a mentor or someone that you can truly trust. And then even beyond that, seek professional help beyond it too. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with, with seeing a counselor, with going um, and seeking professional help in this, because I really believe Believe that that's just such an active step that God can really begin to work in and move in even more. And so, yeah, Ken, I don't know about you. If you wanted to share just like 
about your own like moments of hardship and just like maybe how it's felt for you and, and maybe even that fear of like wanting to keep it to yourself. Yeah, for sure. I feel like the biggest thing for me in seasons that have felt have felt really sad and heavy has been telling a friend like you mentioned Mm -hmm. and not just telling a friend in the sense of like, Hey, this thing is like kind of sort of maybe been hard for me. I'm not really sure, but rather, and I've done that before, but rather being like just so straight up, like, Oh my gosh, this like has like really sucked the life out of me. I haven't been spending time with Jesus. It's been Eight months, I have been like locked in my room eating Cheetos and that's it. And like, I need help. Like that Mm. kind of like real raw conversation has felt not only really relieving to get it just off of me and and to somebody else, which I always say like, that's the importance of like people and friendship is that like when we're able to share these heavy things it actually lifts a little bit of the weight off of ourselves and allows like Jesus his spirit to come in because we can unintentionally kind of block the spirit of God out when we have just like protected ourselves and haven't shared anything. And so for me, that's been like really important. And even still on a regular basis, I practice this so that I stay just open and ready and yeah, just open for the spirit to move through me and to redeem certain things in certain areas. So I feel like I definitely would say the same thing as we start off this episode, like find a friend and a trusted one that you can share how you've been feeling with because it will feel so good. And I really think it's the perfect way for Jesus to come in. So I love that. Yes. And we will just say right here, right now, we are not experts on any of this, but do you want to speak just from our own personal experiences and from the experiences of, of people that we've walked through hard seasons with? And so I wanted to just kind of start here at this, at this idea of your heart. I, I, I feel like a lot of people know, like I have this obsession with the heart. (laughs) Um, and it's cause I really believe that our heart is this place where we, so much of who we are flows from our heart is like, and not, I'm not talking about like your physical (laughs) heart and your body. I'm talking more about like this, like spiritual place of, of connection with God. Um, all throughout scripture, the heart is talked about so many times. I think it's mentioned like over 800 times in the Bible. And I just believe it's because God really cares about what's going on in your heart because so much of who we are, so much of of uh, kind of just what we can can do in this life flows from our heart. And so therefore our hearts have to be healthy, but oftentimes there are just pieces of our hearts that get really unhealthy and we, and we can't quite pinpoint them. We don't really know, but if one piece of our heart kind of falls to the wayside, then it can create failure in our life all over the place. And that often might be the thing that has causing that like deep sadness or that depression in your life. There's something off in your heart and maybe you haven't been able to really pinpoint what it is. And I just believe that when it comes to something like depression, uh, sometimes I think like the church's message is like, "Hey, you just you just need to pray more, or or you just need to trust more." 
And sometimes I think that's true, but sometimes I think it's other things too. And this is, we want to take kind of a holistic approach to, to maybe these things that have just really been weighing you down. And sometimes like, actually, instead of praying more, what you really need is you need more sleep. Like maybe you're not getting enough sleep and it's just like messing with your body. Sometimes you need desperately need community or you desperately need that professional help we were talking about, or you desperately need something else. And that's okay. I don't think that makes you a bad Christian. I don't think that makes you someone who's like not trusting or depending on God enough. I actually think that that is what God sets up for us. Like God is someone who cares about all the pieces of our heart. All right, For the Girl fam, I am so excited to introduce you guys to our amazing sponsor for today's episode, and that is Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, things like host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. When Ken's and I started this whole podcasting thing, we had no idea what we were doing. Honestly, we still don't know what we're doing, but it is things like Podcorn that make our job so much easier. We've been able to connect with some incredible brands and we've actually been able to monetize this podcast. What's so cool about Podcorn is there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set your own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. It's so easy to sign up and it's so easy to start connecting with incredible brands. And hey, you never know, you might be able to make just a little bit of extra your money with this fun side hustle that you have going on of podcasting. It's been an awesome, awesome experience for Ken's and I. So be sure to click the link in our show notes to sign up for Podcorn and to start browsing incredible sponsorship opportunities today. All of you women out there who are starting podcasts, who are chasing after the things God has called you into, we are with you, we support you, and you've got to check out Podcorn. And so I wanted to just give you this little tool. This has been something that's been really helpful for me, something that I've shared with our staff at Delay, um, something that I've just learned in some and some circles of accountability that I have that's been really helpful for me. When I'm in a really tough season or something internally inside of me just feels off and I can't quite figure it out, I'll run it through this like little test or check, if you will. And so it's called RPMs. So if you have like a, a notebook in front of you or even your phone, you can jot down some notes if you want. But this is just a little thing that you can refer back to. Ken's, I know you've done RPMs before too, and it's just an mm-hmm. awesome little tool that I love to use. So RPMs, um, if you know, RPMs are like rotations per minute. So for example, like a car, the RPMs, so like how fast it can move. And when those RPMs slow down, the car is obviously moving slower. And so this is similar to our heart. It's like, you know, it's kind of checking in, like what is that rhythm of your heart? Is it able to do what it's supposed to do? And so... Uh, there's four areas. So like I like to draw a heart on my paper so you can draw a heart on your paper and then split it up into four quadrants and we'll label each of those quadrants quadrants and it's from RPMs. So what's that called? Like a acronym? It's an acronym. Mm-hmm. Acronym? Acronym. Mm-hmm. You nailed right? it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the first <laughs> quadrant 
of heart health is your relational health. So this is really important. This is just that place in your life where you ask yourself some good questions, check up on yourself. Like, do I have solid community and friendships? Do I have people who know the truth of, of who I am and what I'm actually struggling with and walking through? Kind of like what we talked about in the beginning. Like, do you have those people who really know you and see you, not just the facade you put on for the world? Um, sometimes it's, do you have any undealt with turmoil in your relationships? Maybe there's some like friction in one of your relationships. Maybe there's some heartbreak in one of your relationships and it's affecting the rest of your heart. Would you identify it? Would you notice it? Do you have mentors? Do you have wise people who are investing in you? And then even I would go on to say like, are you serving? Are you pouring out in your relationships? Check that piece of your heart. How is your relational health. The second quadrant would be your physical health. So this is really important because sometimes when our physical health declines, it can literally affect our entire life. So this is where we're gonna ask ourselves questions like, are you getting enough sleep? Are you nourishing your body with really good things? That whole milk, <laughs> those <laughs> vegetables, those fruits, those things that your body needs. Are you moving your body? Like this doesn't have to mean like you go join like a, workout craziness gym, but like, are you moving your body? Are you allowing your body to release those endorphins that are so good for you? Like we all know, I feel incredible after I just like do something every day. And then sometimes also like, are you restricting good things from your body? Perhaps you've been struggling, um, with like dieting or something like that. And you, and you just want to like look better, feel better. And so you've actually been keeping things from your body that are, your body needs to be healthy and to thrive. So ask yourself those questions. How's your physical health? The third is your mental health. So uh, is there something in your life that you're dealing with some really heavy stress, worry, or anxiety? Have you been filling your mind with junk? We talk about numbing out a lot. Like, have you been filling your mind with Netflix, with social media, with going out and partying on the weekends? Like, are you just like numbing out your mind? And then also, do you have good rhythms for your mental health? Like, are you checking in on your mental health? Are you journaling? Are you just doing things where you can kind of engage your brain and see what's going on mentally with yourself. So that's the third quadrant. And then the fourth quadrant would be your spiritual health. Are you spending daily time with the Lord? Are you, are you plugged into a church community? Are you struggling maybe with a sin pattern that you can't break free from? Uh, that's your, your spiritual place. Are you, are you praying? Are you fasting? Are, are you doing the things that like the Lord has called you to as a way to connect with him and to grow in your intimacy with him? And so what I tend to like to do is I just look at this heart quadrant assessment and I just like check in on each of those areas in my life. How is it relationally in my life? How is it physically, mentally, spiritually? And typically you're going to have one or two areas that you're doing pretty great at, you know, like you're like doing all the things physically or you're doing all the things mentally. And then oftentimes there's one, maybe two quadrants in our lives where we're really vulnerable and perhaps we might even be in total failure in that area. And I think it's really good to do this because sometimes when you feel like depressed or down, you just feel like everything's wrong <laughs> and everything's bad and you don't know where to start and you don't know where to begin. And I love RPMs because it helps me identify somewhere in my life that I can just begin to steward better, that I can begin to be a little bit more intentional about. And so like for me, sometimes I might look at this, like for me recently, 
honestly, like physically has been hard recently. I've been really busy. I've been sick. I haven't been getting a lot of sleep. I've been off of my like regular routines and rhythms with like eating good meals, you know, eating things that I know nourish my body, even like getting workouts and things like that. And so that's when I'm like really trying to steward well for the next couple months because I know I'm vulnerable there. And so that's something I can begin to do is just like make that a priority in my heart and in my life again. And oftentimes I think just recognizing the places where you're most vulnerable or you're most susceptible can really help to get your heart back healthy and back in check again. And I think this plays so much when our heart is healthy then we're able to do the things that we're supposed to do and we're able to do the things that really do bring us joy, which I think allows us to kind of fight against that depression, to fight against that sadness. And so mm-hmm. if you are that girl who's like scared she might be depressed, would you kind of put yourself through RPMs and would you identify it? Where are you awesome? Where are you killing it? Where are things going great? And then where it's the area of your heart health that maybe is vulnerable and most susceptible right now. And then would you begin to just make some steps towards stewarding that really well over the next couple of weeks? Because I think it's just an awesome and a great place to start. Yes, so good and so helpful and practical. Um, next, we wanted to talk about things that you can cling to, truths that you can cling to about God, about our Father in this season of despair. Um, we want to walk through just a few things that are true. And I say that with faith, and I want to stir up faith inside of you too, because I know that in seasons of despair, it's easy to just kind of give up and have a whole bunch of questions. But I just want to encourage you or stir up faith inside of you like, hey, no, God is near. He's with you. He's not leaving you. Really, 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 really believing that. And so we actually just recorded a podcast about for the girl who might be who might be doubting. And if you need to go, just pause this one and go back to that one. (laughs) That might be a good place to start. But in faith, I want to share a few things. And the first is that God is closer than ever in this season of despair for you. Um, Jesus himself, when he walked on, on this earth, he wasn't immune to suffering or pain or depression. He, he knows what it felt like. Um, he had this crazy tough calling, of course, to die on the cross for, for the forgiveness of our sins. And that was a heavy thing. That was an isolating thing mm. for him to carry. And there were moments that like he, he like, wept because of that and had to come to before the father and be like help me this is hard and so he knows what it feels like he's close to you in this season this isn't something that he never experienced or is like oh my gosh you're crazy he's like in the midst of it with you and as i look throughout scripture too there are so many moments and other people who struggled with depression and like yeah like had all of the thoughts go through their head and were really, really alone in the midst of it. And they cried out to the Lord and he showed up for them. Um, And we actually have 
the Holy Spirit inside of us to advocate for us. And when we cry out, he will respond and he's living inside of us. I think about the verse of John 14, 26. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I said to you. I love the way that the CSB version puts it. It says, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in his name. He's our counselor and advocate close to you, there for you, teaching you. I think about a counselor in just real life. We know what that's like. It's like a therapist or a counselor, someone that's going to sit across the room with you and speak into you and speak truths to you. Also, it's the person that you're going to sit across and just be like, hey, yo, this has been really hard. Like, I feel really alone. This is why. And you just pour out everything to that person. That is who the Holy Spirit is. It says in scripture that the Holy Spirit is that same counselor. And so I just want to encourage you in this season, like, like, activate the Holy Spirit in your life and know that you are not alone, that Jesus knows how this felt too. Yeah, I would say when you're in seasons of, of despair or seasons of depression, it, it, it sometimes feels like God has left you, like he's abandoned you. Like you're like, if I can feel this down and low and out, then like where in the heck is God? And I love the promise of the Holy Spirit because that is literally the spirit of God. That's the spirit of Jesus within us. Like you can't get any closer than something being inside of you. Like, and it's kind of just on us. It's our job to, to activate that, to like you said, Ken's to like lean into that, to trust that. And also just to remember that like, God has not abandoned you in this. If anything, he truly is closer than ever because he is within you right now and so it's kind of this moment of in your in your depression in your sadness like ridding yourself of the lies of like that god has abandoned you and said no actually like god is closer than ever he is with me he is in me right now and i love that just like promise of just speaking that truth over you that like he is close he's so close he's within you would you reach out would you grab hold and would you hold on to him in the midst of just these really hard seasons you're walking through so i love that god is closer than ever the second one kenzie alluded this a little bit but that like god isn't surprised by your struggle he isn't surprised by what you're going through And what i mean about this is that like sometimes again when we're in a season of depression like we just think nobody gets it we think like we're the only ones i think that is such a scheme of the enemy to like isolate you in your pain and to get you to believe that you're crazy or that nobody can understand or that nobody's ever gone through pain like your pain before but it's honestly such a lie because as we look throughout scriptures there were so many people throughout scripture who walked through seasons of depression and walk through seasons of deep sadness. I think about Jeremiah, like Jeremiah 27, he cries out, Oh Lord, like you misled me. And I allowed myself to be misled. Elijah in first Kings 19 says, I've had enough Lord. He said, take my life. He was so to that point of depression that he wanted God to take his life. We have David all throughout the Psalms just crying out to God. For example, Psalm 42, 9, it says, Oh God, my rock, I cry out. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? And I think the Bible just provides so many examples of people experiencing depression, darkness, and frustration with God. And that's so real. And what I love is the response of God in that. Like, 
He's not angered by your honest words. He's not surprised by your honest words. What I think is that in those honest words, God wants your relationship with him to be authentic and to be real. And so you actually don't have to hide your pain from him. You actually don't have to hide your suffering from him. I love that the book of Psalms is mostly a book of lament. People coming to God and saying, God, what is happening? This is so hard. Like, this is so painful. But in every psalm, there's also that like pivot moment where they say, but, but God, you are faithful. And but God, you are good. And but God, you are my rock. You are my fortress. Like you show up for me. And so I think that oftentimes in our pain and in our heartbrokenness, like we think we need to be isolated in it and we need to be alone in it and we need to keep it from God because he's going to be angry at us for our sadness. But I actually believe that God welcomes our pain. He welcomes our sadness. He says, will you bring it to me so that I can speak over who I am to your situation and I just encourage you, like, really dive into the Psalms in this season. Um, we actually have a study on Psalms spoken that can help with this too. If you're like, ah, how do I do that? Check that out mm-hmm. on our shop, wherethegirl.com. But um, learn how to lament. Learn how to bring your most broken, raw, honest feelings before God. Um, Mm -hmm. And then learn how in those moments, not just to stay in them, not just to stay stuck in them. Like, I think there's a difference between um, lamenting and between like (laughs) complaining, you know, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. being like, God, what the heck? There's a difference because in lament, there's always that pivot moment where you pivot and you you lean into the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And that's how you end your pain and your suffering with, hey, God, this is the lowest it could get, but you are so good. And that's what's going to be the thing that sends me into my day. That's what gives me hope. That's what gives me joy. Not my circumstances, which are still in the dumps and still like down there, but like who my God is, who he is. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's just really important to remember that God isn't surprised by your struggle, that he actually wants to like be in it with you, that he actually wants your most authentic prayers, Mm -hmm. ones that aren't like sugar-coated, but are just like so real and so raw. Yes. Yes. He's such a safe place when you're hurting. And gosh, if you've sort of been skirting around it or haven't gone to him, that is like such a good place to go. And then the very last thing that we wanted to share with you is that the end of your self-sufficiency right now can be the beginning of true dependency. I'll say it one one more time. The end of your self-sufficiency really can be the beginning of your true dependency and we already know I didn't create this eloquent sentence, Mac. Great job in uh, <laughs> navigating <laughs> these large words. But I guess what I love about this, though, in this last and final conversation, this has been so true for my faith journey, is sometimes mm-hmm. really when we come to the very end of ourselves and when we have no option, we have no option but to depend on God and to look to him to be our strength and our joy and our hope. And it creates this beautiful intimacy with Jesus. I think of the the time I broke up with my boyfriend of five years and I was so depressed about it. Mm-hmm. I think of moments with starting delight and things were really hard and I felt so alone um, and was so depressed at that season or whatever it was. And I say that kind of flippantly. I probably was, I don't even know probably exactly what, 
it felt like. I probably could find myself here at this episode of like, oh, am I depressed? This just feels so heavy and super hard. But it was the perfect moment. It really, it really left me no option but to be like, oh my gosh, Lord, like, will you meet me here? And I would find myself at like worship nights or alone on a Saturday night, just like on my knees and maybe didn't even want to be in either of those places, but found myself there and it was exactly where I needed to be. It was those nights and those moments that started to like revive my spirit and bring me life and better understanding of this season. And so Hmm. I guess if you've been feeling heavy or just wish you weren't where you're at, and I understand that, like, of course, you you don't want to feel this way, but I do want to share that this is such a beautiful place to depend on Jesus and it will be something that forevermore in other seasons and when things get better because they will get better you will go back to this intimate place with Jesus there'll be a time and a place that you treasure so deeply um, because it's a beautiful place to be so yeah, it's so good. I so relate because I I look back on moments of my life where in the moment I felt my weakest, like I felt useless, you know, like I felt like this is so pointless and I'm just like literally like why God, what's going on? Like those are the moments I look back on and I, I honestly see the most strength in my life because those were the moments that taught me true dependency on God. It taught me how to love him with everything in my heart, how to lean on him for my next step, like my next breath, my next everything. And those are moments sometimes that I I find myself yearning for. Like I yearn for moments when I can be totally dependent on God because they're actually so beautiful and they're so sweetly intimate with him. And so I know it can feel hard to have that perspective when you're in it, like when you're in the pit, when you're like, how can I see a way out of this? But I just, I just believe that like, even in the pit, like in those moments where you feel so alone that like Jesus is just, he's so right there with you. He's so close to you. And there, and there's some truth that he can whisper over you that can be the very thing that carries you out of this. And so don't miss it. Like don't miss it by numbing out your depression and just like getting little quick fixes to like get you through the day. Would you almost just like submit to the suffering? Would you submit to the sadness so that you can depend on God in a way that maybe you never have before? And so, yeah, just three truths to just cling onto in this season. God is closer than ever. He isn't surprised by your struggle. And that end of self-sufficiency is often the beginning of true dependency. Would you trust him? Would you depend upon him? And then, yeah, back to the beginning, like just that this isn't a season you have to be ashamed of, but it's serious that like you're going to need help. You're going to need help of either a trusted friend or a mentor or even professional help. And then also that like, it's a holistic thing um, beyond like trusting and depending him. There's also going to be other healthy things you can do, like getting more sleep and um, kind of doing that RPMs check of your heart and figuring out those places that you're most vulnerable in. But yeah, I hope this conversation was helpful. I hope it was encouraging, but then I also hope that it gave you just some practical things because, um, 
Mm-hmm. I know how hard these seasons can be. And, and, and even though we're not professionals, like we've, we've been there and we've walked through him and, and we just want to be like a little light in that tunnel of darkness that just like reminds you and gives you hope to cling on to. Um, and I was just like, I, this is so random kids, but it just popped in my head. I read this on Instagram the other day, but there was like this, and I'm going to butcher this, but there was this study that was done of rats and they were trying to like study hope. And so essentially they like drowned rats or they put rats in water and I guess rats can't swim. And they like, they essentially they perished after 20 minutes. So they drowned after 20 minutes. And so then they did it a second time and they put the same amount of rats in. And like at 19 minutes, they took the rats out of the water and they like dried them off and like made them good again, all good again things like that. And then they put them back in the water. And this time the rats were able to hold on for 60 hours. They didn't drown for 60 hours. And so (laughs) the study is showing like what the presence of hope does, how when we have hope in our lives, we can hold on for longer than we can possibly fathom or imagine that hope Mm -hmm. is the very thing that essentially can lead to our survival. And so I just encourage you in this season, would you let your hope be in Jesus? Like, would you let him get you out of that water and dry you off and like, you know, warm you up? Because with him as our hope, with him as that thing that we are holding onto in our heart and our mind, we can withstand so much more. And Mm -hmm. I just believe that like, he really is your hope in this season. Like he is that thing that you can cling on to and that you can just lean into and trust, um, trust that he's working, trust that he's moving and trust that he's not like just keeping you in a season of despair, like just for fun, like just that there really are beautiful things that he can bring together from it. Even if he's not the one, you know, choosing that season for you. So Mm, yeah so good that is awesome the things you learn from instagram <laughs> i know i know I seriously that's amazing but yes we love you guys we're praying for you truly send us like a message on instagram or whatever if there's something specific that we can be praying for you or maybe be the hope that you need or a friend that you need in this season. Um, We are seriously here for you in those ways. And that would be so special to us. But we love you. Um, Catch us back here next week with another episode. And we'll talk to you soon.